Welcome to the Small Fictions Podcast. Every week, three aspiring, slash, totally shit writers create short stories and send them to an English teacher for grading. Here are your hosts, Ryan, Alex, and Elliot. I just want to capture your tones as you deliver some heavy-hitting criticism. Yes. So you just missed uh, you just missed Alex explaining that he he farted so bad this morning that he made his son physically throw up. Oh, Christ. Yeah. He actually puked on the floor. As a direct result was... of your fart. Yeah, that's a direct result. Yeah. The oh. wife was retching like, like just desperate. They were rushing around trying to get him ready for school and stuff. And uh... And then he just pukes just all over the floor. I'm just I'm just sitting here logging in. You know, I'm trying to trying to work. I got a meeting. I had like an early morning meeting. Mm, yeah, you can't deal with that. I can't deal with that. <laughs> exactly. But you know what? Well, got I, I, you got a fart. You got a fart, didn't you? And what did you know he was behind you when when you farted, or, or was it? Yeah, yeah. But he was across the room. He he wasn't like next. Oh to right. But it was okay. it was so thick. Not walk into it. Did he walk towards the the cloud? Like you could see the moment it impacted him. Like mm. it was. Yeah. <laughs> Presumably, was he quite ill already? No. Oh, it literally was a, as a reaction to the fart. It was like I had dropped a turd just on the kitchen floor. It was <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. ferocious. Yeah. That's yeah. fucking disgraceful. I know it was the worst I'd ever done. I had a load of ghost shit last night. Um, well, I might go ship. Yeah, well, apparently my guts don't. <laughs> mm. Right. Okay. Well, that's. I mean, that's that's got to be one of the lowest points in your life, isn't it? To make your son puke. Or the highest. Yeah. But no. Yeah. One of the highest. Like, it's, it's it's a shame it's my boy, but to actually achieve that reaction from afar, you yeah. know, so, full on puke. Would it have been better if you did it to some random five year old in the park? Uh Yeah. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Because <laughs> you're up in the challenge there as well. If you're outside in a park and you make someone puke, so Julia really was tough. already retching, then oh, yeah. Jack puked, and yeah. she had to presumably deal with and see and smell the puke as well. Um, she just chucks like a tea towel on it, and then they both kind of ran out the door, uh, still, still choking. Oh, yeah, and then I had to sort it out after my meeting. Well, fair enough that you had to deal with that. It wasn't difficult. All right. It was just all. It was all of his cereal that he was eating. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. It wasn't even digested. It was like ten-minute-old ten cereal. Yeah, what? no, you can see all the, uh, what? the flakes. What did he say afterwards? Did he just go? Oh, just, oh, get on with no, it. He, he laughed. <laughs> what was the um? What was the cereal? Uh, Frosties. Is that an important detail? <laughs> really trying to picture the things that really bring the story together. The I feel like I've, now I've, I've, I've listened to your story so much that I've now slipped into asking the questions that your stories would answer. <laughs> it's exactly the sort of thing that would crop up. Yeah, the cereal was frosty. I do, I do feel like I, I can't really describe it in any more detail. Like you guys must be able to picture this I can with such clarity yeah, no, at this point. No, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. I'm, yeah, I'm there. Yeah. I've pretty much done this same thing to Ryan, except she didn't quite puke. So, oh, it was close. It was close. Yeah, no, it's the it's the whole bedtime routine, isn't it? That's what's killer for me. All right, go brush your teeth. 
go do toilet, you know, get your jammies on every night. And then you got to read the Graffalo or whatever. I like four years on the trot. I can't read the Graffalo anymore, man. You know, like I, you start reading in Bumchin or something. Yeah. Bumchin, yes. I could read it that's over it. and over. Like now that's a story mm. that should be made into a book. That's a you great idea. Have, I know I, I keep coming, coming back to this, but you must've read the, um, the dolphin one to him. No, but that's a that's a great idea. It's a nice little story. The dolphin one, actually, one that would work for a a five-year-old. Right? There's not many stories that are child-friendly, but that definitely fits. Well, I think that's the only one, isn't it? I don't probably the only one. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. This is maybe um, this is maybe a theme for a future week. Kid story, child story. Yeah, I like that. That's a great idea. All right, write it down. Make it so. Well, that could be next week then. It could be. All right. Um, I um, I went on, Mister Teacher. I don't know if you saw the the message on WhatsApp or not. I, I assume you're too busy doing teachery things in the day. I've I've, I've ignored all your all your yeah I, your... yeah you do. You, that's what you do. Every group chat you're like that. But that's yeah. that's fine. So I I um, I went on a Zoom call with um, another podcast today. Okay. David Earl and Joe Wilkinson's podcast Chatterbix. Oh, big wigs. Yeah. So I met them, uh, and uh, I I missed an opportunity to shout uh, small fictions, unfortunately. But oh. I'll, yeah, I might, I'm going to try and lay the groundwork and get back in there and okay. do some guerrilla marketing. But yeah, it was quite it was a nice experience. Uh, nine o'clock this morning, speaking to those guys, uh, and then immediately after I had a meeting on the same line. Yeah, you should have, you should have had like a t-shirt on, posters, everything. Yeah, well, we'll get to, once we've got a few listeners. Oh, talking of listeners, uh, we are getting a few more listeners come in, um, which is quite nice. So that there's more and more people listening to the podcast now. Yeah, and so I thought Belize or in the Philippines or something. Yeah, we're getting some international. Yeah, we've got some listeners in Trinidad and Tobago, Philippines, Belize. Um, yeah, all over. And I thought it was probably about time we started acknowledging them in the recordings somehow. So I'd just like to say to the listeners, if anyone wants to write in, email us at smallfictions at gmail.com. If you want to send us a story of your own, or if you've got any feedback for Mr. Teacher's grades or any of our stories in general or a question, uh, feel free to write in and and we'll answer. I just wanted to say that because I keep forgetting. So yeah, it's but it's nice to see people trickling in from all over the world. Um, and actually, hmm. we're gaining a lot of listeners in the States right now. So hello, all you Yanks. And there's a, quite a contingent in Washington, D.C. So we're right. We've, we've, we've infiltrated the heart of the U.S. government immediately. Excellent. Just after a few could episodes. Be Biden. Could, be, could be Biden, yeah. Could be Joe. Yeah. They're trying to listen to the zeitgeist of yeah. the day or his, his aides. Um, anyway. Yeah, I, I feel that. You telling me that I might have might be about to offend some of our listeners. Why? With my story. Oh, okay. Wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> I am um I'm pretty worried about mine as well. Do you know when you when you I don't know if you've ever had this other fellow authors, but when you write something and you think, Oh, this is great, and then then a little bit of doubt creeps in about how awful it might be. But not awful as in bad, but just like horrific. Does it break any morals? And uh, am I going to be ashamed of it when it's read out in front of me? And I'm, I'm every, really... everything I've ever written. 
Okay. Yeah, so especially especially the ashamed bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of stories that I've thought, yeah, that's that's pretty good. And then Mr. Teacher spends like ten minutes telling me why it was shit. Yeah, convincingly. Yeah, very convincing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well, this is this is one one of them. This is either going to be um, good, or I'm probably going to have to <clears throat> delete the podcast. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm pretty happy yeah. with mine. I, I wrote it this morning over a cup of coffee, and uh, it just kind of flowed naturally. And uh, I think it's a good one. I think it's a good one this week. I'm glad. I look forward to it. Um, so the the subject was Western this week, wasn't it? It was just thrown out there at the last minute by Mr. Teacher last week. And the restrictions were lifted. We were allowed to talk about boners and whatever we wanted again, which we were very happy about. Uh, and actually listening listening back to that moment on the podcast when I was editing it, it was very clear how pumped us three were when Mr. Teacher said there was no rules. Uh, kind of <laughs> pathetic how excited we were about writing about boners again. Yeah. Well, it was a very serious week last week wasn't it well, it's very yeah it was quite uh it's not not the same sort of tone that we used to is it yeah it's true yeah and uh i i was thinking about your depressing one for days afterwards elliot yeah sorry i thought it was a good story but i don't maybe it's not appropriate that kind of level of of you know darkness on this podcast well dogs getting beaten up i'm fine with a with a child or or a person <laughs> getting beaten up that's fine but not a doggy yeah, but he, yeah. he got a new home, right? And he's he's loved. Yeah, so but why did he have to uh, go through all that? Happy doggy now. Yeah, okay, that was nice. So yeah, um, you got on all right with yours and Alex. How about you, El? Yeah, I um actually enjoyed writing this one. So regardless of the grade, I'm happy with it. Well, okay, so you're you're confident with your. You don't need external validation. Yeah, I Although think you'll love it if you get an A. You're I think absolutely... sometimes you write write something and you're like, I really like that. And I think regardless of what people say about it, that's not going to change my mind. All right. Let's see if we can really make that yeah. change that. Let's see if we can break him. <laughs> yeah, let's break his spirit. <laughs> <laughs> um, how was your week, Mr. Teacher? What did you get up to? First first week back at work, was it? After half term? Yeah, first week back. Uh, it was good. Uh, nothing, nothing too much to report. Um, but yeah, very solid. Obviously, been looking forward to to this I've been been reading some um some pretty good pretty good creative writing stories from my um from my year 11 so oh, this is this is interesting this is going to be um yeah I'll be I'll, I'm sure I'll be using this as kind of exemplar material with them um in oh, the, in, the, in the coming days so uh maybe that maybe that'll be this week's prize uh to to get it photocopied and distributed amongst my year 11 class you wouldn't dare do that surely you'd be sacked yeah that's true actually yeah i don't know why i suggested it you got the child protection officer involved (laughs) yeah i think elliot's dog story could could go in and that they could critique it but maybe that would add that would add a different angle at some point get some student feedback yeah but uh, teenagers are too hormonal and emotional as it is like you don't want to give them a depressing story like that it'll be oh yeah i'm not i'm not giving them anything to do with boners or i mean that's well, that's, no. that's def that's definitely sacking material um, <laughs> so, yeah, fair enough i well um can you tell us honestly you know the level of story you're getting out of your year 11s presumably is way higher than the three of us can produce 
it varies I, you see I, I think this is what's really nice about about the three of you is that there's 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 definitely weeks where I think this is this is really great there's a there are writers there's a writer in each of you but then other weeks where you just write an absolute drivel and um so I, I lose my confidence um <laughs> but it, you know that that's what that's what writing is isn't it it's it's very 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 difficult and um to be able to sustain a high level i mean alex i think I, this is what surprised me about the first few weeks because i didn't know obviously who was writing them and so it came as a bit of a surprise to me that how you were on you were on b's and b pluses for for a good yep. good four weeks weren't you yeah they were the days yeah five i'm just looking at the scores now it was uh he didn't get less than a b plus all the way through to week five unreal i mean that is screaming out the gate and then just yeah. uh just trips over <laughs> hard <laughs> Story number one. Okay, story one. Um, so author's note, Barnaby Skivington has a lilting Southern American accent. Nanny Silk is old and has an Irish accent. And the story's title is Mr. Teacher Set Me Free. Ho, 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 tee, hee, hee. Barnaby Skivington was belly down, ass up in the bathtub. He called it tummy time. He was feeling so silly and cosy and fruity and fun. He stuck his toes out of the water and rubbed his feet together quickly and looked at them over his shoulder and wiggled them. He was all fat and round and smooth and giggly. Barnaby Skivington was fucking cute as hell today. Nanny Silk was sitting on a chair in the corner of the room sporting her usual disapproving expression that somehow belied a special affection for Bambi, as she called him. That's enough Tommy time now, Bambi, said Nanny Silk. <laughs> You've got all those people waiting for you downstairs now. Barnaby Skivington sighed. His breath blew a handful of foam up into the air, which settled on Nanny Silk's knee. She brushed it to the floor with a gloved hand. He stood, bolt upright in the tub, fully naked, arms outstretched to his sides, his big round belly comfortably concealing his penis, but not his dangly scrote. A young man scuttled towards him and towered him down. Thank you, Jeremy, he purred, <laughs> then yelled, powder! Jeremy scooped some talc and slapped his cupped hand underneath Skivington's girth, hard into his scoot. Thank you, Jeremy he said again, amongst a cloud of white powder. As they descended the stairs to the main bar, everyone in the saloon hollered and cheered. Nanny Silk was last to arrive at the makeshift stage on account of her significantly advanced age. Well, hello, everybody, said Skivington with a coquettish flourish. The crowd went crazy. One cowboy fired his revolver into the rafters and the town's blacksmith was rubbing his thighs so hard he ripped his pants. Everyone was here to watch the action, even the sheriff. There was no preamble to the show. Skivington simply handed a bongo to an excited member of the audience and said, go nuts, before immediately engaging in full penetrative sex with Nanny Silk to the wild drum beat. 
Boobs, butts and balls were flying everywhere in the frenzy of lovemaking on the stage and the audience had reached fever pitch. <laughs> with, the, with the crowd fully distracted and all of the town's homes and businesses empty, Jeremy snuck out of the saloon. He had already robbed two houses and a hardware store before Skivington and Nanny Silk had even removed their filthy old long johns. Just a few minutes of their act had been enough to trigger a full-scale, unstoppable orgy in the saloon. After so many shows all over the country, by now Skivington could practically set his watch to it. In the chaos of thrusting, pasty cowboy butt cheeks and airborne ejaculate, Barnaby Skivington and Nanny Silk slipped away. They hopped onto their wagon just as Jeremy arrived with all the loot. And with that, Barnaby Skivington's incredible travelling sex circus show featuring Nanny Silk rolled out of town. So we're just writing porn now, are we? Is that... Oh, you, you opened that floodgate, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, like maybe. Like I just alluded to like a, a nice foam party, or, you know, like a little bit of... <laughs> Titty flapping around, but that was just uh, I, I that was just porn. That. He just wrote like Western porn. That was <laughs> no, I was brief. It's not out of my cage. I mean, it's definitely like a, a genre cross that you don't see that you don't hear about that very often, do you? Like Western porno. Right. I mean, that's that's quite new, original in that respect, I'd say. And I've got yeah. to say, Mr. Teacher, fantastic voice work there. Yeah. Really loved it. Really took your time with Skivington. Uh, Nanny Silk was nicely entertaining. I, I like the I, I like both those characters. In fact, I like all three of the characters. I'll say now. I'll I'll, uh, I'll, I'll obviously come back to the the full assessment afterwards. But um, yeah, I enjoyed those. Yeah. Oh well, well, that that felt pretty nice. For you, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know how it's going to reflect in the grade. It might be terrible, but I didn't feel completely ashamed, even though it was pretty pretty awful. I, I thought it was, it was horrifying, to be honest. <laughs> he's, he's having his tummy time in the bath. Yeah. Is, all of it was awful. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it wasn't, you know... Wasn't you didn't bad. like tummy time? It's like a really... No, it, it, it was... With... But he felt so fucking cute. Small penis, but a massive ball bag. Slapping the towel all over it. Like an old woman. <laughs> 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 Uh, pretty good plan, though, by uh, by the three of them, yeah. right? Great plan. Great way to rob the town. Story number two. Story two. <clears throat> no title. It was a beautiful morning in the wild, wild west. The sun rose against the stunning mountainous backdrop. The sheriff walked past through town square, surrounded by wooden buildings that happily sat upon their sandy foundations. There was excitement in the slightly dewy air. Something was brewing. Today was going to be his day. He could feel it in his plums. Morning, Sheriff. Morning. Morning, Sheriff. The Sheriff tipped his hat. Morning, Sheriff. He tipped his hat. Good morning, Sheriff. Morning. Sheriff walked into the station. Morning, Sheriff. <laughs> Morning. Back and he tipped his hat. Morning, Sheriff. <laughs> he tipped his hat and responded. Oh, for fuck's sake. Morning. It was the deputy. 
the deputy. Uh, listen, we've uh, got a problem, said the deputy. What's the problem? I'll tell you what it is. Sheriff poured himself a coffee. Here's the problem, said the deputy. The sheriff sipped his coffee. It was strong, black, really tasty coffee. A friendly face peeped through the window. Morning, Sheriff. He turned around and tipped his hat at the friendly townsfolk. Morning, James. He looked back to the deputy. So, what's the problem? I'll tell you what the problem is. A fart slipped out of Sheriff <laughs> as, took, as he took a seat on his desk. But he timed it so well... The deputy must have thought the sound came from the creaking leather chair. He shrugged and sipped more coffee. Damn, it was good coffee today. Really good. Really, really, really good, good coffee. No sugar or milk. That'd ruin it. But he needed to remember he can't have too much coffee because then, then he'd need to poop. <coughs> For fuck's sake. Here's the problem, said the deputy, <laughs> as she slapped a load of familiar files around his desk, causing the fart to waft up the sheriff's nose. He glanced at the files and nodded. He sipped his coffee and stood up. He walked towards the window for some fresh air. He sipped his good coffee again in deep thought. He wasn't sure if he could taste the coffee or the fart. So what are we going to do about the problem? Asked the deputy. The sheriff turned and winked at the deputy. I'll tell you exactly what we're going to do. Is that it? What do you guys think? Jesus <clears throat> Christ. I would say brave is the word I'm thinking of. Uh, I've, I've got a hell of a lot more respect for your gift at doing those types of stories, Alex, than I did at the beginning, because there's been a couple of weeks where, like, for example, on the pointlessness one, I thought, oh, well, I'll just do what Alex has done in weeks one and two, like the source story, for example. And I actually find it way more tricky to write something that seems so simple on the surface as yours do, but you seem to get it right every time. But, and I do, oh, nice. I now think it's actually proper skill and it's not just you writing the same thing over and over and over again so wow. you can have that one for cheers free. mate that's wow what a I, compliment uh, I hate myself for enjoying it as much as I did yeah me too <laughs> it's one of those because on the surface he basically says good morning pours coffee there's a problem but, but we never hear what the problem is or how they're going to deal with it not yeah. you know not much really happens it's very brave but i actually yeah i really enjoyed it yeah i'd say respect Cheers. on that one and i hate myself for enjoying it yeah what kind uh, of yeah i know what you mean because you kind of think oh i can't believe he's making me laugh with this yeah but he does can't take so, that away it's all nonsense it's not funny but you're laughing yeah well it's just the way mr teacher reads it out oh it's superb it's so like oh. flat and just committed to the characters and that just like just really tickled me i'll be listening to that back multiple times in the edit <laughs> so so serious just delivered it 
exactly how it should be that you know that level of oh man professionalism when reading it out yeah it was excellent. Super, superb delivery really got me have you ever done any voiceover work mr teacher uh, not until now no well you might get no. some offers once this mm. podcast gets out there I think so we're starting to build up a momentum now of listeners i think when stephen fry retires you could be yeah yeah whining's tea new voice Natural successor to Stephen Fry. Yeah. Hmm. As long as it's about boners and farts. Yeah. Yeah. That's your niche. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> congrats on that one, Alex. I mean, yeah. that that is vintage pure Alex. And uh, I think you've almost like perfected that, that style. Um, well, uh, hopefully Mr. Teacher is as um, supportive. But I think one that won the crowd with this one. Um, two good stories but we know mm. mr teacher's his own man right because um there was a story last week that the, i think the crowd generally agreed with but mr teacher was having none of it so so i think we've got to wait and see yeah story number three story three tomahawk boner author's notes Please do dialogue in thick southern drawl. If possible, Shane should be slower and more stupid. Think halfway between normal and Forrest Gump. <clears throat> Sheriff Russell Badge sighed as he read the report on wanted men thought to be in his area. His deputy, Shane Deputy, walked in with some coffee. <laughs> Morning, Rusty. Shane said jubilantly, Morning, Deputy. How y'all doing? Well, the gonorrhea's gonorrhea calmed down, but the chlamydia done gone and gumped up my hairy derringer. Y'all been spending too much time with Sandy, I reckon. Sandrine Flaps was the most glamorous whore in town, thanks to having almost half of her teeth and sticking to a strict twice-a-month bathing schedule. Shane Deputy just couldn't resist and spent too much of his time and wages in her company. Oh, she's so purdy. What's we got today, boss? Some cattle rustlers seen up yonder. But the most wanted man on the list is Wilhelm the Goat Fucker. Oh, he mighty bad, boss. But I heard he don't go by that name no more. He's been fucking goats from Tombstone all the way to Yuma. Got a big posse with him, too. Just then they heard several horses galloping through town, accompanied by gunfire. Rusty looked out the window. Well, I'll be. It's them. They went outside to confront the gang. They'd all pulled up in front of the saloon. Many of the townspeople had come on to see the unruly bunch of cowboys and gunslingers, especially their odd leader, who carried a small goat kid under his arm. Rusty paused in the middle of the street. Are you Wilhelm the goat fucker? I don't go by that immigrant name no more, and I don't fuck goats no more now, neither. <laughs> this here kid goat's my boy. I loved his mama very much. He was clearly batshit crazy, thought Rusty. Now you just hand that kid over here now and lay down your weapons. Wilhelm the goat fucker looked at Rusty, eyes narrowed. The sheriff looked back at Wilhelm, eyes narrowed even more. Wilhelm, 
then looked at the saloon owner. The saloon owner looked at Sandy. Sandy looked at the town mayor. The mayor looked at the blacksmith. The blacksmith looked at his horse. The horse looked at Deputy Shane. Shane scratched his testes. Wilhelm drew first, but fired too quick to aim, only managing to wing the sheriff. Disorientated from being hit, Rusty fired back, hitting Wilhelm squarely in the hat. He jumped behind a four-foot-high pile of manure, collected for the local farms, just before Wilhelm's whole posse opened fire on him. He decided he would make his move when they paused to reload. He took a deep breath to prepare, just as a bullet sliced through the moist manure with a slapping sound, splattering slurry down the back of his throat and covering his eyes and nose. In a blind rage, he stood up amid a hail of gunfire and with hands a blur, fired five shots in the direction of the posse. The gunfire stopped. He cleaned the gloopy excrement from his eyes. The whole town was staring slack-jawed at five men from the posse, lying dead on the ground. Wilhelm let out a big yowl, then the fighting started up again. Out of nowhere, Sandy hit one of the remaining posse with her favourite wooden dildo, which galvanised the townsfolk into fighting back with whatever weapons they had to hand. In the melee, Rusty lost sight of Wilhelm. A stray bullet hit the water tower, which burst all over the scantily clad saloon girls, turning their gowns see-through. The fight paused once more, as all the men were distracted by all the wet titties flopping around in front of them. <laughs> the rest of the townswomen seized the moment and kicked all the posse members in the boners. <laughs> Unfortunately, Shane, who was just about to apprehend Wilhelm, was also distracted by Sandy. Wet titties bouncing up and down, she swung her dildo like a crazed Amazon warrior. Wilhelm wasn't distracted. He preferred goats. He kicked poor Shane in the boner jumped on his horse and <laughs> rode off into the sunset, goat kid under his arm. It was over. Shane stood next to Rusty and looked across the horizon in disbelief. There goes Wilhelm the goat fucker. One of the prisoners replies, replied, Nah, he don't use that no more. There goes Billy the kid. Wow. Oh man, I don't know what to think of that. Kitchen uh, sink comes to mind. It ticks every box. Boners, farts, excrement, titties slapping too around. Many boxes. There was there was a shootout, a goat fucking. There, there was it had every it had the lot. Had coffee. <laughs> yeah, sipping the coffee. Oh man, I was tripping balls at the start of that. I was like, hang on, what's what's happening here? Exactly the same opener. Oh, I, I just don't know. My head's spinning a bit. So can I? So the, basically, there was <clears throat> a man with a goat. Yeah, and he gener he he caused a Mexican standoff. Yep, they had a shootout. Then the whole town, all the town, got involved. There was a big ruckus, and then all the posse everyone were kicked in the boner. He yeah, but he escaped. Okay, and he and that was an origin story for Billy the Kid. Yeah, because Wilhelm, like a lot of uh, American pioneers, changed their um, European names to more American ones to fit in. So Wilhelm, William, William, Billy, and he had a he had a kid goat with him, so he became Billy the Kid. Ah, oh, I like it. Oh, okay, there you go. All right, a little bit, a little bit 
stretched to get to Billy the Kid, but I, I like that, you know, I like that detail, I suppose. Um, wow, well, that was quite a roller coaster for those three stories. Mm. I mean, any one of them could be made into a Western movie. Oh, yeah, Tarantino style, like the Hateful Eight. Well, Netflix has got our email address, right? So if there if there is anyone from Netflix, yeah, smallfictions at gmail.com, Netflix, if you're listening. Well, we are we are open to signing any contract. We're also on TikTok and Instagram. Um, yeah, we, we can talk. Let's talk. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, I don't have. I, I just I feel dumbfounded. I, I feel like I've got a lot more to say about that, Elliot. But I just I can't get my thoughts out. There was <laughs> at the time I thought of one thing, a next thing had happened, and I was like, "What's happening now?" Yeah, the, I mean, the dung, the dung splattering. For example, <laughs> that was quite a moment. Um, yeah, well, I wanted to, you know, there's um, like in Tombstone, if you've seen that, there was the oh, ones. I haven't seen it. I've heard it's amazing. Yeah, well, what, basically, when he moved to the new town, I don't remember what it was, but there, it was all this huge story. Like he was this big legend, um, but they'd blown it all out of proportion. And that's quite a common theme in Western. So I thought this gunfight where he, fires blind five shots and he hits five members of the posse that's the sort of thing that would become like legend like in multiple you know it will travel like a traveling story about this sheriff that gunned down five men when he had shit in his eyes yeah so that's why i kind of did that bit like all three of those stories could have taken place in the same town yeah over the same weekend yeah that's true Um, but I'm very, very keen to hear Mr. Teacher's verdict. Do you need a, a minute more to gather your thoughts, Mr. Teacher, or not? Uh, no, I've been writing down a few a few notes as as we've been going. Okay. Um, well, I might just crack another beer and then sit back and listen to your critique. Yeah, me yeah. too. Say when. Yeah. Bless you. Right, oh, okay, I'm going to need a minute here. Oh, no. It is everywhere. Oh shit! No. What's the uh, what's that? What's cream, that cream? Was it? Yeah, <laughs> it's like a load of ice cream just coming out. <laughs> Goat cream. Yeah, in everywhere. He's adopted a goat this week. <laughs> Did you all shake it up before she gave it's it to the keyboard? It's fucking everywhere. Hang on. <laughs> give me, give me a minute. Oh, he's literally. Oh my god, he's that oh, big of a geez. spill. Oh. Why's he got one? What are those leg? trousers? Yeah, he's got one leg. One, one, one leg was a shorts, and the other one was. It was trousers. a short, wasn't it? Yeah. Had he rolled it up, or did he just cut it off? Just one. Guarantees cut it off. Uh, a little bit on the floor. Right. All right. Is Elliot cleaned up his? Uh... Edit all that out. Right, Elliot. Are you wearing shorts on one side and trousers on the other? Uh, no, I've just rolled my leg up because. Oh, he has rolled it up. I thought we we thought you'd cut it. We you cut it at the knee. Why? Why would you roll one? Why would you roll one trouser leg up? I just I've um I've got a t- small injury that I'm just airing out. The trousers are quite fluffy, so it's like making it itch. Oh, you don't want that. Don't want an itchy wound. Oh my god, it's grading time. I think my favourite thing about story one is that it starts quite far removed from the western genre. We're we're actually in a a sort of a toddler story, really. I know we had that conversation earlier, but you've got a guy playing around in a bath and the language is really simple. 
and it's just he's just having a lovely, lovely time. And I was thinking, hang on a minute, the theme for this week is westerns. It's got nothing to do with this. And so we move from this kind of toddler. I'm thinking it's going to be some kind of coming of age um, story. And then we move into what can only be described as erotica. And then we finish with Western within the last paragraph. And I think, but it's convincing. It's a convincing movement from one to the other. It's not like Alex's of, of a previous week, where it's like, just chuck the, the theme in on the last line and hope you get away with it. This is a <laughs> sort of a convincing movement through the genres. And I think it's been expertly handled. I think the three characters here are brilliant. You know, I think I've mentioned before, the characters are absolutely crucial. If you're going to give them names, pretty much you need to give them some kind of some kind of development some kind of characterization and so there are little touches like nanny silk having a disapproving look um but belied you know but it belied a special affection for bambi the fact that she wears a glove hand is lovely is lovely a glove on her hand gives a kind of foreshadowing of what's to come uh, i think little things like that as well i also like having said that about the characterization of the other two i think the lack of characterization for jeremy <laughs> is brilliant so we get the information about the other two who are who are literally um who who just fuck each other every everywhere in order for jeremy to do his thing but what i'm really excited about is that what happens further down the road does jeremy realize hey i'm the one doing all this can i just i just what i want a sequel where jeremy just decides to set these two up leave them to their thing and then just go off with a loop um i think jeremy's the mastermind in in all of this yeah um and he's probably he's probably a bit tired of having to talk you know scrotums um <laughs> so at, at some point he's gonna get a little bit bored of that i think yeah he's good at uh, it though but look it's great because it, it just it, you know, I, I've said I've said all these things before. But characterization, start, middle, and end. It moves from one place to another convincingly and uh, compellingly. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. This can't be an ungraded after this review, surely. It's not an ungraded. There are some EBIs. Okay, I'd like to hear them. Would you like some EBIs? Hundred <laughs> percent. Even more porn. No. <laughs> I think there's. Um, <laughs> I think. I think not enough uh, porn in it. <laughs> there was only two lines of porn, to be fair. I tried to go easy on it. I think there's probably too many ands in that first paragraph. I think it over the does overdoes the ands. Yeah, it was deliberate, um, but I I did wonder. I'm not sure about the I'm not sure about the fucking cute as hell today. I changed it to it, cute. It, I changed it from cute as shit to cute as hell, like last minute. I'm not sure I can it, it. I'm not sure it works with the with the tone of the of, of, of what you're trying to do there. I think you're right. Um, I quite like Barnaby Skivington, um, but it got me thinking about whether I quite like this idea of a character who on the face of things provides entertainment and has got a kind of a shiny shoe appeal to the masses mm. um, in the same way that a kind of like a politician might do, but behind it all is really uh, like bumming you and st stealing your money. Mm. So um I quite like the idea of him being called Barrack, um, but that was a, a little aside. You, um, hang on, you wanted to change his name? You, you'd prefer, prefer his... Yeah, you'd I'd, like to, I'd like him to be called a politician. I think Donald is a bit too obvious. But, oh, right. Uh, George W. or Barrack, I think, would, would right, work quite well. Right, I see, I see, I see. Um, 
I think the so the 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 title I've got a bit of an issue with because it's a bit like I think it's a bit like Alex's from last week week before where it only works in our circles of like the teacher let me loose and I think there's a good opportunity here to uh, to play around with the western genre mm-hmm. so pick like a I don't know so instead of like hang them high it's hang them out or uh, the power of the dong oh instead or, of deadwood or, it could be hardwood exactly oh shit that yeah. would have been a perfect title yeah would work really well um i'm not sure that boobs butts and balls can fly everywhere although yeah. i like the alliteration i was trying to um, think of the you know like i was imagining like a swing ball you know that it's on mm. a string that comes back but i couldn't well, think of the way to describe that and i just left it you know he's got a big hanging scrote though don't he from the bath scene true foreshadowing yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh it's, it, it's, it's great fun and i think the, the, the all of those ebis are like uh, uh are, are, are kind of minors really they're all they're, it's all little bits and little right bits so past the driving test but a few a few little minors yeah yeah so um it is it it's getting a it's just it's just getting a It's getting a B plus. Okay, happy with that. Ooh. Thank you. Surprising given the amount of smut and just hardcore sex there was in it. Like, <laughs> can I just make one quick comment on that? Like so a few weeks back when um before Mr. Teacher was was choosing the following topic. Both me and Al were were keen to do an erotical week because we thought it was quite a rich, you know, could really play around with it and have some like, you know, that kind of thing like ball, balls, boobs, buff, like bouncing around all over the place. And Brian vetoed us. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah because I thought we could be better than that. But after fourteen weeks, I, I've, I've, you know, I've just admitted, you know, we're absolutely not. So you just jump straight into it. Yeah. So sure. embrace it. No, I'm just more surprised. Yeah, I, I was sent to the principal's office for lightly alluding to boobs flapping around at a phone party, um, and you just wrote for you just had hardcore penetrative sex with Nanny Silk and um, B, <laughs> B plus. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't I, honestly. I don't get it. I don't. I don't know what the teachers after. <laughs> uh, I think it's all about context. But, nah, yeah, well done. Like, yeah. It, it wasn't uh, okay, really much of a two. Western theme in there. Uh, sorry, go on, Mister Teach. <laughs> can I can I retrospectively <laughs> change my title? Um, even though, you know, I appreciate it won't affect my grade, but can I change it to Hardwood, please? Yeah, thanks. That that works. A, that works a lot better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, story two. So there's a really, I'm going to say, a playful exposition here in the the. It, it set up quite beautifully, and I agree with the, with the comments. Is that this style is? Um, I think you've honed very, very well, Mister Mister Author. Um, yeah, it's, it works as a concept, doesn't it? In the Western, which is typically the kind of full of tumbleweeds where nothing really happens, and you've just got a sheriff going around and, and just morning, morning. But he's quite happy with that, isn't it? It's not as if he's getting frustrated by saying morning again and again. This is just his life. He drinks coffee, farts, and, and says hello to the townspeople. 
great. Um, and it, it, great. It, it, it works as a, it works as a story only because it's the Western. Um, and yeah, it, it, it does. I think it does need, it does need some development and that's my biggest issue with it. Um, it's a nice, it's a really nice concept, but either something needs to happen and the sheriff real and the sheriff doesn't do anything about it or something I, I don't know but something needs something needs to happen for him to return to his farts and his coffee and like lots of chats w- with the townspeople where he's saying evening or something like that whereas at the moment it's just it's just static in time um so i put as an ebi no, the, the 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 sub the subversion of the descriptive writing is is masterly you could argue here where the description the description is utter shit like it is <laughs> there is no there is no quality to it at all but it's a deliberate <laughs> i'm going to give the writer here credit here because i think it's deliberately shit in terms of the uh, the, the the writing that they've gone for, but my main issue is the narrative. It doesn't go anywhere, and you could argue that that's part of the point. And I say that the town runs on the idea of nice sunrises and coffees and farts, but I feel like it just. <laughs> I feel I, I feel like it's just left unfinished, almost as if like someone has puked up in the corner, and you've got to go and clear it up, and you've forgotten to come back to the story. <laughs> nice full circle. <laughs> nice, yeah. Lovely little callback. Hmm. Um, um, yeah, no. It's but that is point. it. That is it, right? Because I mean, this is the this is the um, the kind of the balls out arrogance of this of this writer, because <laughs> because you he loves you, that. You, you, because you started you started the podcast by saying, "Yeah, I was just sat here this morning and drinking my coffee and farting," and then you've given <laughs> us a story about drinking coffee and farting. <laughs> is that arrogance or is that? <laughs> To be fair, Ryan did that with pickles. He said, "I ate a pickle and then wrote a story in five minutes." Just, it's just inspiration. I'm just telling you about the, the the story behind my inspiration. What inspired but me to write that But you don't, you don't live in the Wild West. Um, sure. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> but I am a pickle thief. But yeah, I I left. I I I finished at the same point as I think you guys were discussing. In that, I'm angry with it. <laughs> very angry it it doesn't go anywhere but i still really enjoyed it yeah oh, kind of like um... story are you angry at yourself uh i think mainly the story i'm, I'm i think i think the um the, <laughs> there's it's it's just enjoyable and it's the what it's the sort of thing that you will go back to just to just to just to read without any there's no depth to it you know there's it's not like last year not like last year not like last week where i felt as though this author gave a really a really psychological drama um to the podcast this is the this is showing the writer's range you could argue hmm. um it's in the shallow end but you know let, let, let's you know it's it it's not a masterpiece is it it's, it's, it's bollocks at the end of the day but <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, um, just just for my enjo- just for my enjoyment I'm giving I'm giving it a I'm giving it a, a B minus. <laughs>
Oh, nice. Yay. Congratulations. Very fair grade. Yeah, all fair points, I felt. I, I, honestly, I just didn't know um, how to wrap it up. So that was, yeah, that's it. That that's why it, it literally didn't go anywhere. I, I went on for that long because I was trying to find what was happening. <laughs> I, I thought maybe something would come to me in a minute if I just keep making him walk downtown and uh, nothing came to me. So I just, I just thought I'd wrap it up. <laughs> Um, you know what you're talking about that, that angry feeling it's like in in the like a cliched American cop film or something where the character one character says about you son of a bitch you've done it again uh, don't they're reluctantly happy with the with the outcome yeah. that's how I feel about it yeah nicely put yeah okay story three. Oh, by the way have you got a title for that in retrospect Alex because I need to write it in the score sheet uh, um, what did Mr. Teacher say? It's morning, all bollocks. Morning coffee farts or something. Never. Morning, uh, comma, that. coffee, comma, farts. Yeah. I, I think in, in light of it not going anywhere and then just to piss readers off even more, it should be called something like evening. Evening. <laughs> okay, evening. Because we it starts with lots of mornings and you're expecting it to get to the evening, which is where there's going to be a the crux of the story, but... High noon. You don't know. High, noon. High, high noon. High noon. High noon. There, there you go. Okay. Nailed it. All right. Yeah. It's called High Noon. You've got a B minus. Congratulations. Well, thank you very much. Uh, okay. Story three. Um, there is a huge amount to like about story three. Um, so. This, this this the structure is the structure is excellent absolutely excellent um i think certainly beyond uh, aside from the other two like all three of um stories this week have really picked up on the western genre i think it, it works really well but story three takes it to another level because the number of western conventions that are in there obviously we've got sheriff sheriffs and and obviously we've got the uh, the kind of the shootout at the end, but there's just lovely touches like eyes narrowing uh, that are in, in there. The kind of the idea of a of a story which grows by uh, by word of mouth and that kind of the idea of a travelling story. I can completely believe it. And then in amongst it, you've then got these this sheriff and the deputy sheriff who are completely believable um, and a lot of fun to read uh, about. Uh, you know, with the, the guy who's got his gonorrhea and he's he's distracted from from other things um that works really well all the while this guy this one i think this one sheriff is is trying to sort of keep order in amongst um this this outlaw that is that is running around and you've got this 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 hot whore in the in the in the town uh i can i can sympathize with the um with the sheriff's predicament um Really nice use of titties. I think I think that's a word that's probably not used often enough, and I, I don't think we've heard in amongst everything else in um, in this podcast. You know, Sorry, Mr. Teacher, really Alex well. just pricked his ears up there. <laughs> he's, um, he's not. He, he yeah, he doesn't want to be accused of not of underusing the word titties because it's, it's uh, his favourite word. Yeah. Um, the, I, I, it's there's a line in there which is up there in. I mean, we haven't got to award season yet, but there's a line in there which is up there in one of my favorites so you've got all these all these titties um sort of uh 
you know, juggling up and down. And then you've got Wilhelm wasn't distracted, semicolon, and the semicolon is crucial here. Wilhelm wasn't distracted. He preferred goats. Uh, that's mm. that's uh, that's very nicely done for me. I just think the whole Billy the Kid reference works brilliantly. It's really, really clever. And the, the fact that you, you get that in the last line, it's really, really difficult to... I, you know, I've said this in a, a few times before as well, that in a short story, to pack so much in where you give the setting, you've got a couple of characters and you're in there with the character straight away, the deputy and his and the sheriff and his deputy. You've got the problem with the outlaw. He comes in. I think the 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 fight sequence is a little bit overdone. I think it, it loses its its tightness there a, a, a little bit. And we I've said this before. We don't need the boners. The but the boners are a, are a are a distraction in there. Um, and so I'm not quite sure why it's called Tomahawk Boner. Uh, and it doesn't, in all honor, in all honesty, it it just name. doesn't do it doesn't do the story any justice because the story is is so much better than that. Um, it just it works brilliantly because you know I know I know the story of Billy the Kid anyway. Um, and his his if you want a connection to boners, his real name is William H Bonney. Yeah. And so you could argue that that's that's kind of a part of it um but just as you know in i it's it's brilliantly done as a in order to get a prelude or a prequel to the billy the kid story whilst having an element of entertainment and um yeah very very good very very good well it sounds like a high high score the tomahawk yeah. boner okay so the grade for Tomahawk Boner is A minus. Oh, best of the night. Save the best to last. Very well done, Elliot. A minus. Uh, congratulations. Uh, well, <clears throat> right. So scoreboard time. Well done, all three, though. I, I think that's, I don't know the stats, but that's got to be up there, right? In terms of one of the best weeks. Yeah, it's up there. I think it's collectively the the second or, or, or at worst, the third best week of the whole season so far. Like in terms of number of points across the board. So at the end of last week, we had Alex in third place with 68. Elliot in second place with 70. And me in first place with 71.5 points. We were very close. So if we go to this week, um, Alex's B minus scores him 6.5 points, which brings him up to 74.5 points. Elliot's A minus scores him 8. Is, means he's on 78 and I got a B plus which is 7.5 points which means I am just holding on to my lead with 79 so it's the, the positions haven't changed but yeah Elliot and, and me are neck and neck Alex is still suffering from uh, from the homecoming you 
Um, right, and which, the other two U's I've got in there as well. There's a, I, I think I've probably got the most U's at this point, haven't I? You've got three U's. If you want some stats, who's the guy that does the cricket stats? Um, I need to get some serious stats out of this uh, for next week. So Alex has one, two, three U's in total over the course of the series. Elliot has one, two, and I have one, two. So yeah, that's it's the third U that's. Uh, yeah. If without without that, if you've got a reasonable score, even if you'd got a D that week, I think you'd be in the lead. So, is there an award for the most use? Uh, maybe it's up to maybe, Mr. Teacher. Um, we should make one. <laughs> yeah, I can certainly share this uh, scoreboard with him at the end. Um, well, that was highly enjoyable. Thank you, guys. Uh, and we're saying the yeah. next next subject is a children's story. Bit, bit yeah, dangerous, think, dangerous territory after the subjects that we've just gone through, but <laughs> I trust the author's judgment to to not make it too horrible. So, what age group? Mm, good point. I'd go four, four to seven. Okay, so that is pure Gruffalo territory, is it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Good to know. I'd say so. All right. Well, wonderful stuff. Thanks, thanks, gentlemen. Mr. Teacher, great readings, great feedback. And authors, I really enjoyed your stories this week. And I don't say that yeah. every week. So it was a treat. That was. That was really enjoyable. Yeah. Great stuff. All right. Well, we'll see you good next week, boys. See you later. Bye. Adios. See you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Small Fictions Podcast. Email us with questions, stories of your own, or anything at all at smallfictions at gmail.com.